coming up on this episode of Inside the Epicenter. Is this Russian invasion of Ukraine somehow related to Bible prophecy? Christian outlets were writing about this, but here's a headline from an American newspaper in the Midwest. Why Ukraine, the Antichrist, and COVID vaccines stir interest in Bible prophecy. I was like, whoa, here's Vanity Fair magazine. Not exactly a right-wing Christian evangelical. Putin and Doomsday, the far right's fascination with the apocalypse. So they're sort of accusing us of being interested, but they're interested enough to write about it. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to him privately, tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Today, there are current developments happening in the Middle East that are making many people wonder, are these the signs of his coming, the times that are drawing near? Wars, pandemics, shifting alliances, are these what the Bible calls the last days? And is Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the COVID pandemic other signs of these coming times. Hi, welcome to Inside the Epicenter with Joel Rosenberg, a podcast of the Joshua Fund, a ministry dedicated to blessing Israel and her neighbors in the name of Jesus. I'm Carl Muller, Executive Director of the Joshua Fund, and I'm joined by our founder, Joel Rosenberg from Jerusalem. Today, we want to talk about a very special poll about what Americans think about these things. Joel, welcome. Glad you're with us. Great to be with you, Carl, as always. <laughs> you know, a few days ago, uh, we commissioned a poll that was intended to kind of highlight what do Americans think about the current state of world affairs and how it relates to uh, some of these things that we've been talking about recently, about biblical prophecy and the end of the age. Talk to me a little bit about you know how we decided to do this and, and maybe some of the most surprising things that you've seen in there. Yeah. Well, one of the things that happened, Carl, as Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine and really shocked most of the world who didn't see this coming until you know the final days or hours, but really thought, well, it's not going to really happen and just hadn't been paying attention at all. So much of the world was shocked by the invasion, and now they've been shocked by the brutality. I mean, just the raping, the pillaging, the intentional bombing of civilian, uh, you know, homes and apartments and, you know, neighborhoods and schools. It just, the horror show is shocking the conscience of, of the entire world. Yeah. And I started seeing lots of reporting in places that I wouldn't have expected to see reporting, asking the question, is this Russian invasion of Ukraine somehow related to Bible prophecy? Hmm. Now, yes, uh, Christian outlets were writing about this, but here's a headline from an American newspaper in the Midwest. Why Ukraine, the Antichrist, and COVID vaccines stir interest in Bible prophecy. I was like, <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Like, here's Vanity Fair magazine, not exactly a right wing Christian evangelical. Putin and Doomsday, hmm. the far right's fascination with the apocalypse. So wow. they're sort of accusing us of being interested, but they're interested enough to write about it. Right. Right. Here's an Israeli news 
outlet. Not all Israel News. We did. We have been writing about it. But this is an Israeli secular site saying, is a biblical prophecy about the end of the world coming true? Hmm. Corona and the war in Europe are the first signs. That's an Israeli news outlet. Here's one more, although there are many. Uh, the Washington Post. Again, uh, the not, Washington Post. Not an evangelical first- news publication. <laughs> I remember when I first moved to Washington in 1990, the Washington Post around then, within a year or two, did a story about Christians calling us uh, poor, uneducated, and easy to lead. Yeah. So yeah. not exactly the warmest way to view a follower of Jesus. But this headline, March 10th, in the Washington Post, Russia's war on Ukraine has some Christians wondering, is this the end of the world? Wow. Now, you see the theme it, with some of the reporting. It's these nutcase, these nut job Christians are saying this or thinking this or talking about this. So maybe they're just trying to slam us. And yet they think that their readership might be interested in this discussion. Is it possible that there's a larger significance to what we're seeing, not just in Russia, but with COVID? Mm. So with all that, I thought, hey, Carl, you know, we're getting questions from people saying, can you start walking us through? Is there prophetic implications here? And I said, we can teach it and we will, but what if we commission an actual scientific poll of all Americans, yes, Christians included, but also Jews and atheists and everybody, to see what do people think? If, if this yeah. is a 2% of the world, 2% of America thinks, oh, there might be some prophetic implications, then we'll say, okay, we still believe it, yeah. that there are implications here that are consistent with what Jesus said. But yeah, it's not a mainstream thing. But- that's not what we found. That was a great analysis of the purpose of the survey. I mean, to kind of ask that very pertinent question and what do we think about these things and where are we seeing these factors come together? But what do you think, Joel, about uh, some of the results of the survey? What was most surprising or perhaps most fascinating to you as we look down the survey results? What do you take from it at a top line? Okay, so... I think the number one most stunning takeaway for me from the data is that 103 million Americans believe that the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the COVID pandemic are, in fact, signs of what Jesus warned of in Bible prophecies that tell us that we're living in the last days. Wow. 103 million Americans. Why do I say that? Well, because we asked this specific question. There's two main ones uh, that we'll talk about today. But the first one was, this, and this is the exact wording, and we'll put it up in the show notes. In fact, all the data, you can look at all the, what's called the cross tabs. You can go dive deep into the data, and you can say, ah, Carl and Joel are a bunch of you know idiots, no. nut jobs. But look at the data. <laughs> it's we, may, we may be nut jobs, but we're not the only one. <laughs> So here's the first question. Do you agree or disagree? Right. So we're not trying to force anybody. What do you think? Do you agree or disagree that Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which has ignited the biggest land war in Europe since World War II, is one of the signs that Jesus spoke of in the Bible when he warned that there would be, quote, wars and rumors of wars in, quote, the last days, unquote, before his return. 
Mm. Now, that's a very specific question. Sure. Do you think that it is a sign of what Jesus spoke of that, that tells us about the last days before he comes back? Or do you think, no, that, I, don't, I don't see that at all? So out of that, listen to these numbers. It's crazy. 40% of Americans agree that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is a sign that what Jesus said is true and that he's coming back. 40%. Now, the poll was done by, you know, a scientific trusted uh, polling agency. You can see it in the show notes. But we only polled people 18 and over. So we're not asking five-year-olds, hey, before you get your mommy and ask her to come to the phone, what do you think? Right. So we're not, you know, jigging the numbers here. The question is, of 18 and older, what do you think? 40%. So that when you when you look at the census data and say, well, how many people are there over 18 years old in the United States, right? A country of about 320 million or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's 40% of that number? It's 103 million. Wow. That is a staggering concept. And in the days ahead, aside from this podcast, I hope that uh, the Joshua Fund will make sure that this article gets in the hands of the Washington Post and Vanity Fair and the New York Times and the Associated Press and everybody else that's been asking the question to now say, okay, why don't you do a story about this fascinating poll? You might totally think it's hocus pocus, but it's 103 million people who believe this. That's a big deal. That is a huge deal. I mean, to think that uh, 100 million people uh, have made this connection. I mean, I think that exceeds the number of people who are actually evangelicals in America by our, our best estimates. And that is an incredible reality that this is actually transcending a specific viewpoint of the Bible and of prophecy and of, of various other things. It's actually crossing many other lines out there. That's a great point, Carl. And as you know, and I want our listeners and viewers to understand, you're right. This was not a survey of born-again evangelical Christians alone. It was of all Americans, of all races, religions, and regions. And so, yes, it, it, you know, what we found is 70%, 7-0, of evangelical Christians in the United States believe this, which is interesting to think, okay, well, 30% either don't think that or they're not sure. Right. We, we reveal that there, there are many people who say they're not sure back to that 40% number. Okay, 40% agree that this is a sign of the last days, but 40% also disagree. Like So it's split 40-40, and then there's 20% who are like, I don't know. So I'm not surprised by the 40% who's like, no, that's that's crazy. That's not true. And I'm not surprised by a 20% number or a high number or whatever, that says, I really don't know. I'm surprised to hear that 40% would say yes when there's no reason to have to say yes. You just say, I don't know, or you're nuts, and they hang up on the call. But if you go deeper, what we find is this, for example, almost 7% of atheists, self-described hmm. atheists, hmm. agree that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is a sign that Jesus was right when he described the last days. Now, I'm thinking, did they hear the question? How can you be an atheist and think, but it's it's got, no, you could say, well, 7% is not that much. Okay, but 7% of, of an avowed atheist. I don't believe yeah. there's a God. Therefore, I don't believe Jesus is God. Therefore, I don't believe Jesus rose from the dead. Therefore, I don't believe that Jesus is coming back again. Or any Why? supernatural, right. They, yes, I agree. Here's another one. 10% of agnostics agree 
you're not even sure that there is a God. Right. How could you believe? But God bless them, right? But here's more. 19% of people who self-identify as secular, they're not saying I, I don't necessarily believe that there's a God, but I just don't, I don't practice any type of faith, okay? Mm-hmm. I may believe there's God, but I don't. Almost 20%, 19% of secular Americans agree that this is a sign of the last days. Now, one more, I mean, we can go into more detail, but I think it's important. Listen to this, 28%, 28% of Jewish people Mm. say, I just want to quote it again, if you're just starting to tune in or something, 28% of American Jews say they agree that Russia's invasion of Ukraine is one of the signs that Jesus spoke of in the Bible when he warned that there would be wars and rumors of war in the last days before the return of Jesus. Hmm. I talked to a Jewish Israeli reporter yesterday who was calling me because of these numbers and was asking me, how is it possible that 28% of Jews think this? I said, I don't know. Again, I would go back to the question, and I said it to her. Maybe they didn't hear the question correctly. Right. But you can ask twenty eight percent to, you know, to misunderstand what the question is. You know, maybe a few, but twenty eight percent are saying maybe that's not even maybe. They're wow. saying they agree. They wow. all don't believe in Jesus. So what's going on? And and I think Carl, that we don't know the answer, but the number one hypothesis I think we should at least consider is this Russian war is rattling people so much. Mm. This is so out of the norm, so out of their expectations that they're starting to think this thing feels apocalyptic. It looks like it on television Mm. and it may be presaging, foreshadowing something much bigger. And for an atheist or an agnostic or a secular person or a Jewish person, to say it might have something to do with with what Jesus said in the Bible about his return, we are entering very interesting and uncharted waters. I like the way you said that, uncharted waters. Yeah, really, there's no precedence for this sort of cross-the-board awareness about things that the Bible has talked about and their acknowledgement of those things and the way in which those things uh, line up. We're going to take a quick break here, Joel, because... I want to make a a small pivot. Uh, We have many other things that we've covered in this this survey. Uh, We want to talk about a couple other ones, uh, and one that we're going to probably talk about in in a subsequent podcast because it's so huge as far as Iran and Iran's perspective uh, in all of this. So right now, we're going to just take a quick break to do a couple things. The verse of the day today is Ezekiel 39:29. I will no longer hide my face from them, for I will pour out my spirit on the people of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. From today's episode, we have a few prayer requests that we'd love for you to pray about. First, for America to repent and seek God's face and forgiveness and for America's leadership to stand with Israel in the face of her enemies. 
Joel, I want to make a, a quick uh, reminder to some of our listeners. At the Joshua Fund, we really believe that when we bless Israel and her neighbors in the name of Jesus, we're fulfilling God's heart for this region, but all of humanity. And I think that it's important uh, as we look at this uh, survey that we've done, that the work of the Joshua Fund goes forward in the midst of uh, whatever is taking place in the Middle East and, and whatever is taking place in Israel or, or around the globe. And just so grateful that uh, we get a chance to, uh, as part of our mission at the Joshua Fund, to educate people about these things. And a couple of years ago, at the start of the pandemic, we, you, uh, commissioned a, a study and wrote a paper on plagues and pandemics. I, I, I just would love to get your thoughts on maybe where we stand now, two years later, on the COVID pandemic being a sign of, of the last days, perhaps. Yeah. So when the COVID pandemic really sort of burst on the scene in early March of 2020, right, we, we'd started to see the first cases in late December, and then it was starting to tick up. But, but by March, it was a full-blown global crisis. The president at that time shut down all air travel to China and, and from China. And I mean, whole countries were locking down. And I was in the United States about to start a book tour and every place canceled. And the Israeli foreign ministry said, if any Israeli who wants to come back to the country better get on a plane right now because we're going to close the doors. Mm-hmm. And my wife called me and said, um, bail, <laughs> get on a plane and come back. Like, you know, I don't get home. For, for years. But so at that moment, things were so bad and it was so abnormal. Mm. Anything in the modern age, right? We hadn't seen this since the Spanish flu in the, in the 1918, I believe it was. So I said to the leadership of Joshua, and you were just in the process of being hired, but uh, the, my colleagues at the Joshua at, at that time, I said, I think we should we should do a survey and see what do people think about this? And do they think there's any biblical or prophetic connection to COVID? Maybe they don't. Oh, fair enough. But but let's ask. Let's try to understand. And let's ask if anybody thinks they're going to change their spiritual behavior because of, of COVID. So and then and when we just took this news survey, I thought, let's not only ask about Russia and Ukraine, and then, of course, Iran, because Iran is such a huge threat and it's becoming such a big issue and such an existential issue if they mm-hmm. get the bomb to Israel. But let's add that COVID question again so we have a, a way to compare two years ago to now. Yeah. At that time, the, the question that we asked was, do you believe that uh, the COVID pandemic and the resulting economic, you know, trauma mm-hmm. that's resulting from it is any way connected to the, one of the signs that Jesus spoke of in the last days when he said there would be pestilences and plagues in the last days. Mm-hmm. We see in Luke 21, specifically, that's where we have recorded that Jesus said, you know, wars and rumors of wars, persecution of believers, all kinds of natural disasters. But on the list is pestilence, plague, this idea of horrific diseases spreading all over the globe. And uh, so we asked, what do you think? Do you agree that this is that, you know, one of those one of those signs of the birth pang, the sign of the last days or not? I didn't know. I mean, I really thought, I don't know, 
3%, 5%. I mean, I really didn't know. Right. And it might have been a big waste of money if the numbers had been low. But we just had never lived through anything like this. So I was just curious. And mm-hmm. the rest of the Joshua team said, absolutely, that would be interesting. Because it's part of our educational mission right. to teach what do the prophecies say. And so when you're living in a moment where people might think, are we living in a moment where the prophecy might, one of these prophecies might be coming true, you think that's an interesting way to get into the conversation. I would say if you and I were doing this podcast in 1948, we would have hired a pollster to say, do you think that the rebirth of the state of Israel on May 14th, 1948, might be a fulfillment or the beginnings of a fulfillment of the ancient prophecies of Ezekiel 36 and 37? We would have would have been very interesting to have a poll like that. We don't have that poll. But what's the answer? Hmm. Two years ago, uh, 29.4%, so we'll say 29% of Americans, all races, all religions, all regions, 29% said, yes, they agree that the COVID pandemic is one of these birth pangs, one of the signs that Jesus spoke of, of the last days before his return. 29%. So at the time, I thought, that's a lot of people, because yeah. I would have thought it would be single digits. I would have thought it's a little early, even for Christians who, you don't want to be you know, weird and think, oh, every, every problem in the world is immediately an answer to prophecy. 29% was a lot, in my view, but not compared to where we are today. <laughs> where we are today, and here's the precise wording of that question, the new question. Do you agree or disagree that the COVID pandemic that has caused more than 6 million deaths worldwide is one of the signs that Jesus spoke of in the Bible when he warned that there would be severe plagues in the last days before his return? Hmm. Right. So it's almost a precise uh, restating of the question that we asked uh, two years ago, almost mm-hmm. precise. And... What's the answer? 40%. Wow. 40%. Yeah. Actually, technically 40.1% of Americans agree with that statement. So we've gone from 29.4%, which I thought was a lot. Mm-hmm. And in two years, we are now up um, basically 11 points. We're now at 40.1%. Again, all these numbers will be in the in the show notes. Sure. That's a big deal. That's 100 million plus people now believe, yeah, what we're watching, this is a prophecy moment. You know, if you look at your your, your history and your background working in the in the political dimension, you know, when, when a poll numbers move that much, you have to ask yourself what happened. You know, in, in the political context, you know, a lot of times it's somebody makes a gaffe or there's some other event that happens and those numbers shift. But double digit poll moves in any dimension, are very rare. Especially on the topic of prophecies come, ancient prophecies coming true in the, in the modern yeah. age. Like Again, exactly. if you were asking just Christians, you might think, well, yeah, more Christians are feeling confident in saying, you know, I was a little skeptical in month one. But in yeah. month 24, yeah, I think that's probably a thing. But we're talking Jews, atheists, agnostics, Catholics, Protestants, uh, you know, Everybody across the board, African-Americans, Hispanics, whites, this is a significant development. Well, we mentioned earlier about the number of sheer number of people that this represents. That means that there's over 100 million people in the U.S. who believe this. 
and who feel that this pandemic is a sign of Jesus's prophetic words being fulfilled. That is pretty profound. It is. It is stunning. And, and it's interesting, too, because when we talk about the first part of the podcast, when we're talking about the Russia invasion of Ukraine, I, I actually wondered as we went into this, I, I kind of thought, well, I think the COVID numbers will go up. Because I think more people, you know, for two years, we've, you know, this has been the issue that we've all been talking through and more importantly, living through. So I wouldn't have been surprised to see that some movement still asking an ancient prophecy, a New Testament prophecy coming true in your lifetime is usually like people like, woohoo, nutcase. (laughs) But the fact that people also think the Russian invasion and this again, in the early weeks, right, we're not a year into some decimation of a country. We're in the early weeks, but the numbers are now consistent. 40% here and 40% there. That's telling people, that's telling me that it's almost a combination of events that have got people going, something is weird. COVID was bad enough, but if you add now the largest land war in Europe and this madman on the loose from Moscow into just destroying people, war crimes, uh, you know, people are accusing him of genocide. It's a little early to, to actually say that, but but still, it's bad. It's got people rattled. And um, can we take a moment to dive into some of the, Please. Some of the data? Yeah, I would love for you to, to kind of unpack that data and, and give us give us the analysis that, you know, is so lacking in so much of what we hear about these things today. Great. Okay, so this is interesting to me, again, 66% of evangelicals, 66% of evangelical born-again Christians agree that this COVID pandemic is a sign of what Jesus talked about in the last days. That's a lot, but it's actually less than the Russian numbers, which were 70%. So we're about four or five points lower on the COVID numbers. So that surprised me. But again, if you say, okay, well, okay, so Christians believe that. Two out of three Christians. Okay, okay. what about this? 5% of atheists say that the COVID pandemic is a sign that Jesus (laughs) was telling the truth, essentially, right? That that is a biblical sign of the last days of his return. 5% of people who don't even think that there is a God. Uh, 10%, technically it's 9.7. I'm going to round the numbers and people can look at the specific data in the show notes, but 10%, one out of 10 agnostics say this is a sign of the last days of biblical prophecy. 10%. These are people, they don't even believe that there necessarily is a God, but they're not sure. So how could prophecy come true if you're not even sure prophecy is a thing? Mm. I'm glad they're thinking this, but listen, 28% of self-identified secular Americans Mm. think this. I just want to take a moment and compare that so if you compare that to how secular Americans view the Russia thing, only 19% of secular Americans think that the Russian invasion is consistent with Jesus's prophecies. But 28%, so a 10-point higher bump, 10-point higher of, of secular people, they might believe there is a God, but they don't practice any faith, right. think that this is a prophecy from Jesus, Okay. So the, the COVID thing is having a deeper effect with secular Americans, I would say, scrambling or re-altering their thinking about what's really happening in this world today 
it's a 10-point higher uh, reaction than to the Russia invasion. Uh, just a few others, because again, these are these to me are intriguing, and I know you—you you funded the, the thing. So again, twenty-eight <laughs> percent of Jews say they agree. Uh, I'm sorry. Th- I'm sorry. That was the Russia one. Let me just double check, uh, make sure I didn't do say this wrong. I want to be precise. Right. Sorry. Sorry. In this case, it's twenty-five percent of Jews say they agree about COVID. So a little bit less. Twenty-eight percent of Jews think that the Russian invasion is biblically prophetic. A little bit less, 25% of Jews think about that about COVID. So but consistent, but a little bit different. Generally, just a couple other things we didn't talk about in terms of comparison, but 40% of Catholics see it this way. 53% of Protestants, of all Protestants, mm-hmm. see it this way. And again, 66% of specific born-again evangelical Christians. By race, this is interesting. So, again, we didn't do this with the other ones, though it's in the show notes. But just as an example, 34% of Hispanic Americans say, yep, this, this COVID thing, this is prophecy. 61% of African Americans see this as biblically prophetic. That's a huge number Wow, in my view. Only 37% of white Americans see it this way. So almost double the number of African Americans see this prophetic compared to whites. And again, this is speculation. We don't have data on this, but, you know, COVID has hit the African-American community in America, I I would argue, harder because, uh, well, for a number of reasons, mainly economically. Yes, the health issues, yes, but also living in urban environments and having your your factory closed or your shop closed or whatever has had a huge economic impact that's been devastating. Uh, to lower income people. And generally speaking, it's not true across the board, but African-Americans fit that. So one more, 57% of Asian Americans see this as prophetic. And then just so that people know what is in the show notes, we break this down by age. Uh, okay. And uh, and that's interesting, right? Uh, the young people and older people sort of see it similarly, roughly one in three. But in the middle of the bell curve, you know, people ages 40, 30 to 40, 51 percent agree. So there's something about probably young parents, young marrieds yeah. who are seeing this as a, a big deal. And then we break it down by by gender, by political affiliation. Just one example. I I, I, I can't really resist. And I'm clear. You're clear in the document that we have at the Joshua Fund uh, website, which is right. linked in the show. Notes. We're not doing this for political reasons or right. or, or legislative or to lobby. But we're just trying to understand what Americans of all races, religions, regions think. But we did ask, you know, uh, are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat or independent? Just to be because we're curious. And did you vote for Trump or did you vote for Biden? Because I was, you know, we were curious. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Listen to this. 38% of Democrats, 38% of Democrats said, yes, this is Bible prophecy coming true of what Jesus said. And the number's close, but 39% of Biden voters say this is Bible prophecy coming true. Wow. Now, I would not have guessed that, Carl. I would have said that number <laughs> is low. Yeah. Some of that, yes, is because African-Americans tend to vote Democrat right. and did vote Biden. So you're seeing the fact that the African-American numbers are so high, that's going to have some effect. But African-Americans are 12% of the population. So you can't, even if 100%, 
yeah. of African Americans believed that this was prophetic, it wouldn't mean that every Democrat, you know, that that forty percent right. of Democrats think it right. It, this is really significant because it's a, it's across the board, regardless of of where you are religiously, right, or philosophically or politically. Yeah, and it's important to remember that as we go through these different opinion poll numbers, we're we're actually talking about what people believe the Bible says is happening. And uh, and again, remember, this is not just an opinion about a social issue. This is actually linking what's happening with what the Scripture has said, what Jesus himself has said. And I want to just read for everyone just what Jesus said in response to what will the signs and times be in in, in uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 10 and 11. He said, and this is the summary statement of what comes after, which I encourage everyone to get their Bible out and look at Luke 21 and, and just see this, this uh, incredibly descriptive element that Jesus uh, teaches on. He says, then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. My goodness. I think that as we, you know, we we did this survey, and again, your your expertise in, in understanding how to how to put these together and how we use the professional uh, agency to do that, the McLaughlin group that that put this uh, survey together, very very well-respected and, and statistically significant survey in three big areas of the issue of the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, the COVID crisis. And the third question, which we're not going to get to today, <laughs> has to do with Iran and what does Iran's nuclear aspirations have to do with uh, what Jesus talked about here as well. I have to say that there's there's one thing that I want us to spend the last part of our podcast time today on, and and really the picture, Joel, what should our posture be as Christians as we witness the various signs of these, the last days that Jesus talks about here? What, how do we address ourselves to this? I mean, all of this great data, and we're going to get back to some of it in a future podcast episode. What is this really, what, what should we be looking at? Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, even if nobody else agreed but a handful of Bible-believing Christians that this was prophecy coming to pass in our lifetime, it would still make it true. Admittedly, we're, we're making a judgment call. We're saying, this is what Jesus said, this is what's happening in the world right now, and we are drawing a conclusion that it's consistent. Hmm. Uh, we could be wrong, but I don't think we are. And I think that what's interesting is this is not a fringe. Mm-hmm. This is 103 million people saying, I agree. And even if I don't even believe in Jesus, I agree. Right. And and I think that's very interesting. So first of all, just being aware that we're not alone, not that we, you know, again, you could be the only believer in the world who believes the Bible on something and still be right. Noah was the only person who believed God <laughs> when God said, I'm going to destroy the whole world and you better get on this this boat. And people are like, yeah, whatever. It just because if you took a poll then, you'd be like 100%, Carl, I mean, you know, I'd be doing the thing and like 100% say no, Noah is smoking crack. He, he has no idea what he's talking about. He's a lunatic, a freaking idiot. And we don't agree with that. And we'd be like, okay, that was a waste of money. The It's 100% no. 
and just this one guy and his family. That's right. At least the guy, I don't know about their family, but at least they got on the boat with them, the, the ark. <laughs> That's where polling can throw you because we're not looking for numbers sure. to say this justifies what we believe. Right. You could be one person who believes something and still be right. But for the secular media, I think in many ways, both for the church, for the pastors who tend to not want to talk about this, polling makes you go, hmm, that's interesting. That might be my way into having a conversation with my congregation about what do you think? Let's look at the text and see, is it consistent? So it's a teaching tool. It's a teaching moment. And the same thing with the secular media. And again, the conversation I had with a Jewish Israeli person who doesn't believe in Jesus, we had a half hour conversation about Bible prophecy yesterday because these numbers are interesting to her mm-hmm. and she wanted to write about them. So I'm like, great, let's have that conversation. But the main thing is what did Jesus say in Matthew 24 and Luke 21? Let's just read a few verses of what he says. Mm-hmm. He says, when you see all these things, the what, what things? The, the things that he's been listing that you watch, you know, remember you, you read it at the beginning. The disciples actually asked for one sign. Yeah. What is the sign? Mm-hmm. that will be the indicator that we're getting close to your return, Jesus. Now, he could have given a very Washington political answer, Carl. No comment. Next question. <laughs> no. But he didn't. Jesus didn't say, ah, guys, you're way off on this. No, he said, I'm not only going to tell you one sign. I'm going to give you a whole detailed list. And when you go through the list, Jesus says, when you see all these things, recognize that he, the Messiah, Jesus, is near, that he's right at the door. And to me, that verse is very important. When I think of my kids when they were young, if the babysitter told them, listen, I, you know, your parents are getting home at 10 o'clock and it's five up. This house is a mess. You guys are fighting with each other. I would recommend that when they walk in that door, this house is clean, that you guys are in bed, that you guys are being kind, you for asked for forgiveness, you brush your teeth, uh, you know, just saying, right? Hashtag just saying. Yeah. <laughs> they might not listen to the babysitter, but when they heard that door start to open, boom, ah, you know, and they would start running and all. We Believe me, we've had many of those moments. So I think what Jesus is saying is, listen, guys, I'm not telling you when I'm coming through the door. Mm. When I'm coming back into history and then I'm going to reign, I'm going to judge the nations that didn't listen to me and individuals. And then I'm going to reign from Jerusalem where I'm at. All Israel news is going to have a front row seat and I'm going to reign over the entire world. And the world's going to be different under Jesus's leadership than under the current leadership of the world's leadership leaders. And he's saying, when I'm giving you the checklist, when you start seeing all these things and you're going check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Know that I'm near, that my hand is right at the door. Meaning my father in heaven will sovereignly tell me when to open and walk through that door. But I'm there and you'll know I'm close when you see all these things. And so when you add wars and rumors of wars and horrible plagues and diseases and persecution of Christians and and betrayals and uh, of people and divorces and all kinds of other things. But also when you see the rebirth of Israel and Jews pouring back into the land, this is the, 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 the parable of the fig tree, mm-hmm. which we should do a program on uh, in the not too distant yeah. future. 
because it's a he, Jesus is giving a, a, a riddle, right? He's saying, hey, when you see a fig tree begin to blossom, you know that summer is near. So too, when you see all these things, you know that I am near. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say, he doesn't use the word Israel, but you go back into Bible history and you find that the Israel is referred to as a fig tree over and over and over and over again. We'll do a podcast where we walk those through. Yeah. So he's saying in code, in a mystery that you have to pay attention to and study the Bible to understand, when you see Israel reborn and blossoming mm-hmm. in the midst of wars and rumors of wars and pandemics and all these other things, know that I'm near, mm-hmm. that my hand is right on the door and I'm, I'm getting ready to walk through. And I think that tells us that we need to do the next thing, which we don't have time for. But yeah. Jesus says, be ready. be ready. Get yourself ready. Don't be surprised. There's no excuse for being surprised because I told you exactly what to look for. Yeah. And then I told you what, how to live. You should be caring for the poor. You should be feeding those who are hungry. You should clothe those who are naked. You should give water to those who are thirsty. You should visit people in prison. You should you know, care for people. And you should tell everybody about the gospel message. Yeah. My favorite verse in, in this section is Matthew 24, verse 14. This gospel, that's good news of how to know God personally and be forgiven and go to heaven forever and ever, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached Mm. in the whole world Mm. as a testimony to all nations, even Muslim nations, even the Jewish nation, all nations, even atheist nations, even secular nations, all nations will hear the gospel. And then when that when that happens, then the end will come. So part of the mandate for the church globally is. Make sure everybody in every country has at least had a chance to hear the message. Don't force it on them. Don't be deceptive. Don't be coercive. Don't be weird. But tell people and let them make a decision because there's a moment when there won't be any time for that. Boy, Joel, that is uh, that is such a practical application of really understanding what these poll numbers mean. I mean, in a sense, what you're saying is the, the witness that we can have to a watching and open world is increasing with these signs. Um, that the more signs there are, the closer we approach this the fulfillment. The I, lo- I love the way you say we're in the fulfillment, but maybe not the fulfillment. <laughs> As we approach the fulfillment of all of these things, we can see people are recognizing and understanding. That's what's so striking about this poll. And they're curious. Yes. And who wouldn't be? Honestly, so many people that I've talked to are wondering, what does this all mean? And it's a profoundly opportune moment for the church. If we at the Joshua Fund, and and I know you and your personal ministry and many other things that you're doing, are committed to to re-engaging pastors and teachers around the the country and around the world to re-engage on teaching about prophecy because— we heard this from John MacArthur a few podcasts ago, because it's one of the greatest apologetics for the truth of the gospel and for the the nature of who Jesus is and his way of bringing salvation. So I'm excited to be part of uh, an organization, the Joshua Fund, that that is committed to working in these last days, in these times, to bless Israel and the neighbors in the name of Jesus, so that 
we get an opportunity to see some of these things fulfilled as people come to faith and and as these events happen. So I had lunch with an Israeli today. This Israeli is raised in a very secular home, describes herself as an as an agnostic, says, I, you know, I don't know that there isn't a God, but I, I don't know that there is no Bible experience or background or education at all. But what's going on in the world, uh, I, I was there to talk to her about journalism and geopolitics, but she wanted to understand why do I believe what I believe? And could you walk me through some of this stuff? I did not anticipate the conversation, but it was a wonderful conversation from somebody who's like, I'm not saying I'm going to agree with you, but I, I don't actually don't know anybody who believes what you believe. And I don't, I've never been taught this and I'm curious. And the questions just kept coming. Boom, 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 boom. This is the world that we live in. And I think that Christians who, who avoid prophecy and avoid watching the signs of what's happening in the world, not only are we disobeying the Lord, who actually says, you hypocrites, you're watching the Weather Channel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he doesn't say Weather Channel, but he says, you're looking at the signs of the, in the sky and in the wind, and you're looking for the weather forecast, but why do you not analyze these present times? Right. In other words, why are you not looking at what the Bible says and then looking at what's going on and saying, is there a correlation? Now, sometimes there isn't. Right. Uh, the war in Kosovo a number of years ago or, or a war in, in you know, uh, a genocide Africa, in Rwanda, yeah. that's bad. It may not necessarily be prophetic. I think the war in the genocide in Rwanda was prophetic. But my point is other things happen, the civil war in El Salvador, whatever. It fits in the war and rumors of wars thing, but you can't say that every little thing that happens is necessarily prophetically significant, sure. but sometimes they are. And if the shepherds of the church don't study it and then teach it, how, how are the sheep supposed to know this right. is important right. and it ought to inspire us, maybe worry us for a little while, but then inspire us to walk with Jesus more closely and make sure our neighbors at least know there is hope in a very dangerous and troubled world. Wow. You know, um, thank you, Joel. We do need to finish with a very interesting whole podcast on the Iranian dimension of the survey that we took and what that means, because we're not done with this subject yet. This is still something that, uh, that we want to address. And, um, and, you know, and at the same time, I am so grateful that we have the opportunity to educate and to bring some more of this information to people. I hope that people have really enjoyed getting an insight into this uh, uh, subject. Uh, we have much more to cover on these kinds of things. And I just want to thank everyone for listening. Again, thank you, Joel, for, for sharing these things with us. Um, and if those of you listening would like to learn more about the Joshua Fund, the work we do, the the impact that God is using the Joshua Fund to have in the Middle East, specifically to bless Israel and her neighbors in the name of Jesus, you can visit our website at joshuafund.com. There you can learn about what we're doing in the Middle East to bless Israel and the neighbors in the name of Jesus, and how you can participate in the healing work we are doing in this critical region. And as always, you can check out our show notes, as Joel has mentioned, for anything you heard on the podcast, including the actual data of the survey and the questions and the responses that we've mentioned. If you'd like more information on anything else, please get in touch with us at joshuafund.com. For Joel Rosenberg, 
I'm Carl Muller. Thanks for listening to Inside the Epicenter. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.